0: Tony Harnell, good morning. What's going on? Good morning, my friend. How are you? A long time. uh, It's been a a while since we chatted. I interviewed you about something a while ago. I forget what it was. One of your 8,000 projects you got going on. Uh, Yeah, right. Uh,
1: Might have been Echo Bats, or I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: But one of the, uh, a very, very busy man in the uh, rock and roll world. And of course, you are going to be in Maryland uh, the weekend of uh, May 6th through the 8th for the M3 Rock Festival, billed as, of course, Tony Harnell, the voice of TNT. And um, how great is it to, uh, you know, get into this type of situation where you're going to be hanging out with other artists who, you know, you came up with way back in the day?
1: Oh, it's awesome. I mean, I did. Monsters of Rock uh, cruise for the first time in 2013, and it was it was like a high school reunion, you know, <laughs> of sorts. And uh, I think this is going to be, you know, more of the same. I've been working toward this goal. As you know, I've been doing my acoustic shows for a long time, and just started uh, doing the electric ones. Um, open for Striper down here in Nashville uh, toward the end of 2019. And uh, had a whole tour booked with uh, electric me, me with ele- an electric band uh, with Michael for 2020, and we all know what happened to every tour in 2020. It yeah. so, um, feels good. Yeah, it, and this is a something I've been working on time. It's just getting out there and uh, giving the fans, you know, the TNT songs because um, it's just really uh, uh, it, it, it's a logistical nightmare um, at the moment to, uh, to get TNT itself to the U S. So, uh, yeah, it's for me just to be able to go out there and, and try to give the fans, uh, at least, you know, Ronnie won't be there, but I have a, an incredible band put together with a ridiculously good guitar player that I think everybody will be pretty pleased
0: yeah, because I think a lot yeah. of people don't realize that you're the only uh, U.S. citizen who was a member of TNT. Everybody else, yeah, you were, you were the oddball sure. out going to Europe all the time for uh, when the band was getting underway there.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, when we first started, they were in the States a lot. Um, once we signed with the uh, American um, chapter, I guess you could say, of, uh, of Mercury Records, um, it, it, they were here quite often and and spent a lot of time and we we spent uh, we actually lived in Long Island together at the very beginning um, to work on uh, making videos for the Nights of the New Thunder record and also writing for No Tales and just kind of getting everything going and uh, and recorded uh, one of our albums here and some odd songs here and there, so there was a lot of time and a lot of touring over here as well, but yeah, I mean since the Especially since the end of the '80s era, I, I have been uh, the one to mostly
0: <laughs>
1: lag my jet lag my body to death. You know?
0: <laughs> And how did how did you originally hook up with those guys? Like how how does uh you know like you you grew up in in California? You ended up in New York. Like you, you were almost on track to be was a pro surfer or skateboarder or something like that. And mm. then and then you got into music.
1: I, yeah, um, I actually was a pro skater for about a minute when I was 15, um, did some competitions and, and I just didn't like competing. So, uh, but surfing was also, yeah, I was, I was really focused on that, but, um, yeah, um, it it was an interesting story. I was playing a show with a band that I was really into, uh, and and thought we were going to do something called the Jackals, not to be confused with Jackal, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was before I think Jackal existed actually, but, uh, we were a New York band, solid New York heavy metal band, uh, playing for sometimes a thousand people on the weekend. So it was, uh, it was the days when a local band playing covers could draw that many people off reputation. And somehow, um, word got out about me to Mike Varney out in San Francisco and, uh, my band was playing a show in New York City, and, and two two guys came backstage with a tape, and uh, it was of uh, Nights of the New Thunder, and it had just music on one side, and and the singer they were firing or did fire on the other side, and they said, you know, the band has heard your demo. We still don't. I'm still not sure how my demo got to Norway, but it did. <laughs> Especially and in those
0: days. I they mean, came I mean. It's not like the internet was around or anything. You know, that was someone had to have a cassette tape that got it there or something.
1: Yeah, one of the things I did when I was coming up, from the time I was seventeen and really decided to get professional and serious about being uh, being a singer, um, I was sure to. I was in and out of a lot of bands, and my my sort of uh, way of doing it was, you know, join a band, and then when I felt because I was so young, you know, when I felt that I outgrew the band, um, I wanted to, you know, play with better and better people. So that was sort of my pattern. And along the way, I would just try to get into the studio as much as possible, so that I could, you know, have this sort of reel to uh, to also keep the career moving forward. And they somehow it had it eventually had about ten or twelve pretty good tracks on it and that's what they got. And Ronnie actually uh they already settled on a, on another singer, uh Gary Barden from Michael Shanker Group, I believe. Um, and when they got my demo they sort of stopped his flight and uh, you know, called their they had a, an American manager at the time in Long Island, which he also came backstage at, that fateful night. And uh uh, you know, they Ronnie said, This is the guy I want. So that's how it started, and uh, within a, within a couple weeks of that night, I was uh, found myself in Trondheim, Norway, recording Nights of the New Thunder,
0: <laughs> and, and and becoming another member of or the twenty one, uh, another member of destroying the ozone layer with the Aquanet crew back then, because that uh, definitely the <laughs> hair, the hair was definitely high in you guys. That is for sure. <laughs>
1: You know, a lot of that was just uh, overzealous stylists. I think. (laughs) Now the now the
0: M three Rock Fest. It's the thirteenth year that they're doing this, and uh, you know, kind of keeping that eighties vibe alive. So when you do a festival like this, when you get to meet meet up with other bands um, that are like you know your peers from growing up, and are not you know coming up in the Mm. in the rock world, and friends, uh, and
1: most of them most of them are friends. Uh, the day the day, day that I'm playing
0: now now when you when you do that though, is there a lot of like you know we should work together, do you get a lot of that, And is how, like oh, a lot all, of networking going all, on
1: all the yeah all, all the time <laughs> um and uh it it does sometimes happen um you know the echo bats project was was the sort of uh result of that type of thing happening from time to time. Joel Joel and and I first met on Monsters. Actually no, we met so that's not true. We met uh in New York City when he was doing Rock of Ages and he invited me to the show. And it, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, we just became good friends and so yeah, that stuff happens all the time. Usually it's me you know reach, uh, asking other people, "Hey, let's we should do something." Uh <laughs> but uh But yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be fun, and uh, you know I'm I'm nervous and excited about it, you know, because it's sort of my first big festival uh, in the U.S. with uh, a solo band, Um, and a lot of pressure playing T.N.T. songs, of course, to deliver them well. I'm not trying to sound like T.N.T. by the way, with my Mm. with when I do it, you know, I sort of tell my band guys honor the songs, honor the the you know the known solos and uh but
0: you know it doesn't have to be the same kind of make it your own a little bit um but the thing is too mm-hmm. it's like you know a lot of like you know fans out there and and it gets to me it's like you know like here I am I'm almost 50 and you know I'm not what I was when I was 24 but yet fans when they see a band play they want to see the band put together a show like they did when they were 24 and they're not 24 anymore i me. mean
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a little bit uh, one-sided, but but you know I get it. Um, I'm the same way. When I go see a band, I was I was at Slash, uh, featuring Miles Kennedy, and the Conspirators last night, and man, they they just they brought it. Uh, you said you had caught the show, yeah, so,
0: yeah, in Atlantic City.
1: So you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they play for a long time. They played for well over two hours here, and uh, just were on fire. I mean, I didn't hear Miles sing one bad note. Uh, he's become a, a dear friend, and uh, you know, Slash was just ridiculous. So, And these guys are, you know, Slash is probably about my age, and, and Miles is a bit younger, um, but they're all probably around that 50 mark and, or, or more, and uh, they were just incredible. And so, yeah, I you do expect it, but, um, but, you know, when I go see Judas Priest or something, and Rob ha- people know Rob Halford is a big hero of mine. Um, I know he's the age he is. But there's this little thing, I think, in most people's minds where they sort of uh, start to give a little room for the age. you know. Yeah. But at the, so, so you sort of, uh, when they do do something really awesome, uh, either vocally or on guitar or whatever, uh, whatever they, they do... You 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 kind of get you're taken right back you know to the old days, but yeah there there's 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 always pressure on me. There's always been pressure on me to sound like quote the record, um, and that was the thing about the '80s too. That was the barometer of whether you were good or not was. Uh, you know how were they? They sounded just like the record, which is totally the opposite of the <laughs> '70s when it was just like, oh my god, they did this song differently and yeah. they jammed on this thing and yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the, I feel it, and as a singer, I feel
0: it too. Well, yeah, it's wild. Like I'll, I'll watch um, like old videos of like say Fleetwood Mac in the '70s and like a song like Rihanna mm-hmm. live, they played it like ten times faster than the record. I think it's like so cool. You know, it's like almost like mm-hmm. more of a rocked up song. And then uh, but yeah but you know in the 80s it was all about like hitting those notes and those metal screams and you know a song like 10,000 Lovers you got you got some notes to hit in that one my friend.
1: <laughs> and that's <laughs> not the worst of them. Let me tell you and it, this is this is going to be a a demanding set so I've been hitting the gym and um, I have a couple of acoustic shows next week in uh, um on the 26th and 27th so uh, Worcester Massachusetts and uh, Buxton Maine. Uh, I haven't played either of those places ever um close probably mm. proximity but so that'll be great and it'll, you know good good for me to do even acoustic shows just to keep get start getting the voice ready for the uh festival so
0: yeah we got we got to get you back in uh jersey do a couple shows we got a, a perfect spot the Anchor Rock Club in here in AC that's where uh Tom Kiefer did an acoustic set right there uh right before the lockdown hit oh, nice. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know. Yeah, I was
1: up at I was in De- I was at Debonair in uh, November.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. There's always a Debonair way up in Teaneck, too. I mean, for us now here at in City, that's a bit of a haul up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back though. I'll be back
1: at Debonair. Um, it looks like uh, I I don't know if it's 100% confirmed, but it looks like October. I'll be there with Eric Martin. So.
0: That'll be fun. Oh, is that, is that are you going to be joining the Eric Martin, Steve Brown, uh PJ Farley uh Festival Circus there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: actually, uh I I guess that's probably what he's doing that night. Um we did a show together in, in Alabama uh about a month or so ago and it was so much fun. And that was just him with uh his his totally stripped down acoustic show. Um and I think the uh I think the other guys might have been busy or something. So, but that show in October should probably be with all those guys. Yeah.
0: Should be, should be the full till that's a, uh, I mean, it, it's almost like it's a musical, but you also get comedy, uh, with all those guys when they get yeah, together on stage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm really excited for M3 and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a festival I've been wanting to do for a long time. And, you know, I'm honored that they, uh, they, they, I was booked on it for 2020, but when it just, they just never announced me. Um, you know, by the time COVID hit, we were we were sort of working on the contracts and the details and stuff, and then uh, that happened. And I'm just glad they asked me to do it again; gave me another opportunity.
0: Now um, I'm trying to pull up the actual days of uh, who's doing what. I just keep getting the whole lineup. But um, is there going to be uh, any weirdness if you run into the Skid Row guys at all? Like you know, you were, uh, you, you sang with them for a cup of coffee, basically. Uh, and how's that all going to work out?
1: I'd I'd love to. You know, I'm 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 totally uh, down with, with 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 something like that. I don't know if we'll sort of cross paths because I think they're um, I think they have a show. The day before, or something, so of probably flying in the day of, and they play the day after me. So, um, you know, look, uh, can you imagine all of the, uh, at all of the sort of festivals and award shows or whatever, um, artists and, and band members that have, uh, maybe had, uh, less than wonderful experiences together that have to co and I, I mean, you know what? It's life is too short, and, uh, Um, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's all just rock and roll and we're all trying to just do the same thing and shit happens and and here we are, you
0: know, so I think it'll be fine. Well, Tony Harnell, uh, billed as the voice of TNT for the M3 Rock Festival. The uh, single-day tickets um, going on sale today, Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, of course, the three-day tickets we've been giving away all this week here. Uh, what what day are you on again? Because, again, I can't. It's, just show me all the stuff here.
1: <laughs> I'm on the middle day, Saturday. You're on Saturday, I'm, okay. I'm uh, sort of tucked in there. Um, I, I would assume that uh, since Stephen Piercy with Rat has... Uh, uh, you know was was more more known and successful than tnt i'm guessing that i would <laughs> go on before him so that yeah. that's probably what will happen it will probably be me, steven and then i think extreme and uh tom Kiefer that day
0: it's such a, i mean such a uh, you know zebra i mean how great is like mm-hmm. you know randy jackson's so good oh uh, um, yeah th- love those guys and, See and- that's
1: the thing like i know so many I pretty much know either one person or everybody in almost every band is playing the the whole festival, so it's it's pretty
0: awesome. And what's kind of fun too with uh, this lineup, if uh, anyone was watching HBO's *The Peacemaker*, um, the soundtrack, um, John Cena's character really big into the '80s, and one of the first, uh, like one of the first musical scenes, he finds uh, a Choir Boys album. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing it, you know. It's like a it's like a whole oh, thing. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's like it's fun with shows like that with James Gunn kind of uh keeping like, you know, another venue to keep the 80s alive in these uh superhero type uh shows and movies.
1: Oh yeah, you know. I mean, to me, what I'm seeing with uh with the younger generation and I've been seeing this for a while. I mean, when when TNT was playing a lot in the uh early to uh uh, well, I mean, we, we played a lot of shows from the early 2000s all the way through uh, 2017, which was my, my last year with the band. Um, I mean, I just kept seeing new genera- a new generation of, of fans, young fans at a lot of the shows. And now I'm seeing another, it's almost like, are these the younger children of, uh, you know, the jet same generation? Or are these now, are we getting into grandchildren now? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> but, um, but either way, it's, I, I feel almost like the 80s, uh, it has sort of become what the 70s decade was to, to us. You yeah. know, the 60s and the 70s, it's like the 80s kind of has that iconic energy for a lot of younger people now.
0: Well, Tony, thanks so much for taking some time with me today and uh, looking forward to the M3 Rockfest. I'm going to definitely try to get down. I say every year I'm going to get down there and something happens. As of right now, that weekend looks really clear, so I'm uh, hoping to make it down there and uh, maybe sneak away backstage and, uh, you know, have a couple of, get into some shenanigans with you guys.
1: I'm not much of a shenanigan guy these days, (laughs) but I I will absolutely uh, sit down and hang with you, my friend,
0: anytime. (laughs) All right, Tony, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks, Matt.